It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills. From the studios of WATH, this is the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills and Mike alongside Joe Medor as we take it up until 7 o'clock today on this 8th day of June. 6.06 on the clock and 84 degrees and sunny outside here in southeastern Ohio. It's another great day and another day in the right direction, at least for baseball locally, as tomorrow starting at 5.50. Right here on 970 WATH, we will air the Athens baseball games, their new season here in 2020, uh, the summer season. We'll have a game on uh, tomorrow. We'll have a game on Thursday. Uh, and then Cincinnati Reds talk on Wednesday. Uh, so two games. If we're taking a look at the schedule of the sports fan here, Joey, we only really have today and Friday for the sports fan because we'll have some kind of live sports taking up the 6 o'clock hour. Yeah, that's a good sign, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's something. not going to be sports fans. Uh, it's a good thing that there's going to be live sports on. Yeah, it might not be sports fan, but again, yeah, live sports, whether it be at the high school level, or we got it at the uh, you know Cincinnati Reds, who've been doing this Reds hot uh, hot stove league talk, whatever uh, uh, the name is of that. Uh, but Tommy Thrall and I think the Cowboy have been hosting that, or one kind of other uh, radio partner. I think Tom Brenneman uh, was hosting that, but still, you know, we've had uh, some kind of live sport or live talk show. Uh, with the Reds on Wednesdays, but Athens on Tuesday, Athens Thursday. We'll have the sportsman back on Friday. Uh, but it's not the same thing for Major League Baseball right now because Major League Baseball, the owners uh, tried to make another push uh, to, to start the season. Again, players have opposed the push, uh, but the story from the Associated Press, Major League Baseball made another try to start the coronavirus-delayed season in early July proposing a 76-game season, expanding the playoffs from 10 teams to as many as 16, and allowing players to earn about 75% of their prorated salaries. Players have refused cuts beyond what they agreed to in March, shortly after the pandemic began. Part of baseball's, again, acrimonious uh, labor relations. The uh, negotiations have jeopardized plans to hold opening day around the 4th of July in ballparks without fans and provide entertainment to a public still emerging from months of quarantine. But again, owners put out their new proposal, and players are saying, no, that's not that's not good enough, and they are not going to come back until they are given what they agreed to back in March, which was some kind of prorated salary. Uh, I just really think they're risking losing a lot of fans when you, have, when you talk about millionaires that are losing a certain amount of their money at this point. Because I mean, what you have to realize is, you know, working-class people in America who aren't making millions or at least hundreds of thousands of dollars to play a sport, are not, are, they're also not getting all the money that they should be making. So most of them are out of jobs, millions of people in America. So I, I just really don't think it's a very good look for baseball right now to have these players uh, you know, just kind of continue to request uh, more and more money. But at the same time, it... I don't know. It, 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 it's tough to argue because you obviously players deserve to make money for playing. That's why they're there. But it you know, it, we just see all these other leagues be, be so uh, wanting to come back, like uh, soccer over in Europe. Those players wanted to get back into action. Basketball, the NBA, they have a plan. July 31st, they're getting back. Hockey has these phases they're going through. The players want to get back to playing. Baseball's been the only sport where we've seen so much pushback, and a lot of it seems for monetary reasons. Right, A lot of it is monetary reasons, and you know, I'm trying to find where it says. Uh, I found a tweet out by a MLB reporter. And they were saying, well, really what baseball and what the owners are doing right now is they're just regurgitating whatever they tried to propose earlier and put it in new terms, right? So let's say they said, all right, we'll go with 82 games, but we're only going to have a prorated sliding salary, and that would mean that players would only get 33% of their salary, which players did not like. Then it was, all right, we'll go 50 games and some kind of prorated salary at whatever percent, but then again, that all comes out to about 33% of their salary. Now they're saying, all right, we'll go 76 games. Uh, yeah, it's a 76-game regular season, but it's only going to be 75% of a prorated salary or whatever, which then comes out to be 33% of their salary that they were supposed to make. They agreed to a pay cut back in March because everybody understood. You know, they were all in this together back in March, and they were trying to find a way you know, to make this happen come you know, when they were able to reopen. Uh, but owners are very uh, – they're, they're sticking on this – 
33% thing of their salary. And players are saying, no, listen, we agreed to something back in March. You said we agreed to something back in March, and we're not going to take an additional pay cut to what you have already cut from the salaries. Now, I think the easiest thing, and you know, I'm not a, a financial advisor. I, I don't know a whole lot about money, but I know the Bobby Bonilla contract. I know that you know, Major League Baseball and, and the Mets are paying him until 2035. But still, that's a deferred salary right there. Why don't we just take the salary? And we talked about this. I think I either talked about it with you or talked about it with Andrew Allison. But take the salary, defer the money to a different time when you do have fans coming into the stadium. When you do have, you know, TV rights that cover a 162-game season. Right? Like, I, I took a, a sports administration, sports management class. And the majority of these you know, stadiums, the majority of these baseball teams are receiving the income to pay the full salaries from the TV deal. So we're not even talking about, you know, the... the uh, Everything else, uh, all the other expenses. That the they ticket get gates, the, the merchandising, right. the concessions. We're not even talking about that. But if you just take the TV money, and we're talking professional sports. You know, we're, we're not talking about, you know, how at the, at the lower levels, you go know, NCAA, college, high school. You know, obviously that's not a factor. But still, at Major League Baseball level, just do a deferred salary. Take the money that they were supposed to earn and give it to them later on down the road when you do have the money coming in. I don't know why that's so hard for people yeah. or for owners and to players to, to come together and try to, to make that happen. Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting point for sure. And I imagine most MLB owners have the uh, the the income per year to make that happen. And, um, yeah, that's a great point, actually. But I, I, I do think it's tough to kind of stick to the agreement made in March because when that agreement was made... I don't think we really understood how long we were going to have a kind of a global pandemic lockdown. I think some people were a bit naive at that time and were thinking, oh, this is going to be maybe a two, three-week thing, and then we're going to go right back to normal, back into sports and all that. And then, you know, they've, they've sat out a lot more games than I think they thought they were going to when this all started. So I think that's why the, uh, the owners are trying to reduce the original salary. But I think that's a, a great proposal, what you said. I mean... I imagine, as you said, I took the same class you did. TV yeah. deals, they make a lot of money. Yeah, we every team, <laughs> especially in baseball, because yeah. you all have your own, you all your your own state. It's not like uh, football where you only have CBS and Fox. The teams don't have their own uh, their own network to air on. Right, each team has their own network when it comes to baseball. Exactly, and you know, I, I forgot that we, we, you were sitting right next to me. I, I, I forgot you were in that <laughs> class. It's been so long. We haven't even been in a class in a while. Right. But to me, that seems like the obvious thing to do is defer the salaries that they were supposed to make this year, even if it's the prorated salary that you agreed to in March. Both sides came to an agreement in March and said, right. hey, we will play for this money. And the owner said, hey, we will pay you this money. Now it's time to pony up, and both sides are just not working. It, it does not that's not how, you know, it's supposed to go. You know, I, I get it. You know, the MLB Players Union is very strong. The owners are very steadfast in, in trying to, you know, save money. Well, let's be honest. They're also working with probably one of the worst co commissioners in Manfred in easily across all the major sports leagues right now. And he might be, he might go down as one of the worst commissioners in, in terms of baseball. Just think of the rule changes that were supposed to happen this year. Well, I know. I, you can't face three, you have to face three batters now per, uh, it's just so funny to me. Uh, we're well, they did, they did away with the lefty only specialist. Yeah, yeah but basically, it's just, we're get, this is getting a little off top. But like, I don't understand. The, the reason for so many of these changes in, that they try to do in baseball, you know, get back in the box. You only have one. They have a certain amount of time in between innings, all this other stuff. It's because they say that they want to attract younger uh, people to watch the game. So they think making it faster. will put, No. A kid that doesn't like baseball will not care or not if a guy can face three batters or not. Right. I mean, this it just takes away from the strategy of the game. You know, it. it I'd love to see a starter go all nine innings. Now, obviously, that's not going to happen. The analytics kind of took over there and said, hey, you know, they don't really have a great chance to uh, to really, you know, You succeed. won't have a very long career if you're pitching nine innings consistently. Right. And I'm, Sandy Koufax, you know, retired very short in his career. But still, you know, it, a lot of pitchers, you know, used to go, you know, the full nine innings. We're talking about maybe the 80s, maybe, you know, 90s. Uh, but 2000 seems like starters are, are not going long enough. Um, or maybe they're going, you know, there's, there's seven innings, and then you get to the relief pitchers. But still, um, just 
you got to have some kind of baseball. And I know we talked about it a little bit last week. We talked about it on Friday. Uh, but you know, I don't know how I feel about a 50-game, 76-game year and then the you know, claim it a World Series. You know, I, I'd say, you know, World Series, probably it would be legit. You're still facing off against professional players and you're still uh, trying to get... Uh, Get, get to the World Series. Hey, if uh, the Astros World Series is legit, then any shortened game season is a legit World Series. According to the commissioner, it's just a, just a piece of metal, though, the, the trophy they get at the end of the season. So why even have a baseball season at that point? I don't, well, what, what, what are we playing for? Would, would you rather a baseball season at this point? Do you want them to come back? I, I want something to watch. I'm a big baseball fan. Yeah, I, I, I want to watch baseball as... But it seems like we're going to have NBA, we're going to have NHL, we're going to have a true. lot of... A lot of different teams that are still, you know, in play, especially into late October. And then you got football in October. I, Is it worth a baseball season at this point? If they can come to an agreement and they want to play baseball, then they should absolutely do it. And we got a call on the line. I think it's Troy Bowen calling in. Troy, how you doing? Uh, pretty good, Connor. How are you, my man? I'm doing well, and you know, it's good to uh, good to hear you again. I saw you. I talked to you last night, but uh, you know, been working busy. You know, it's um, it's about to get a lot busier, especially with this Athens baseball season coming right around the corner. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm pretty excited about it. It's, I had to work all day today, and it's getting a little bit hot out. I think it's going to be hotter for us even tomorrow. <laughs> uh, so I hope you have your sunscreen ready because I don't know what the press box situation is going to be at Meg's High School, but. It'll be 6 o'clock, uh, so maybe it won't be too bad, but uh, I'm just really, really glad to finally watch something. I mean, I'm a big NASCAR fan. I watch NASCAR every Sunday. Uh, no fans in the stands uh, to, to watch some sort of sport, but we've kind of been deprived of watching uh, any sort of prep sports or college sports for quite some time. So uh, finally getting those kids out on the field tomorrow should be a lot of fun. Yeah, really looking forward to going out there and, we might not have all the stats. I know Trevor Stevenson's done a tremendous job. He's been emailing me different information left and right here. He always does a, a tremendous job. Uh, but still, you know, it's not really you know, as organized as you might see like a high school season or maybe like a Legion ball season. It, it's been impressive to see how, you know, these coaches, uh, you know, uh, Newsom and Lonis have been able to get together and really form a team within the last couple weeks. Yeah, they did a really good job, and I think it's going to be a lot like Legion baseball, which I don't think you've really got a taste of it yet. Um, high school is very structured. You know the kids are, or you probably covered the kids throughout the year, whether it be football or basketball. It's a similar group. They're from the same high school. When you get into Legion ball, you're starting to look at a collaboration of schools, but it doesn't take very long to you start recognizing teams and players, which I actually kind of liked. I, I enjoyed doing Legion ball. Uh, when I covered it when I was at the newspaper, <clears throat> because it was really all the TVC schools. They were just kind of combined on two or three teams as opposed to, what, 15 that we have. Uh, so when we go down and play Megs, which we'll see tomorrow night, um, I always enjoyed watching a Megs team that actually included Eastern, Southern, and some other players. Uh, that's what their Legion team was made up of. So I think that'll be kind of cool tomorrow night. Uh, I know there were a couple hawking teams down on the river that were really good in baseball, Eastern being one of them. So I don't know how many Eastern kids will be on that team tomorrow. Uh, so I'm always interested to see that. Um, and Megs is always a, a, a pretty darn good Legion baseball team because of it. They play great baseball down there. Southern is another one that always has really good baseball players. Megs is actually a pretty darn good baseball program. Athens, Megs, Alexander kind of right there at the top when you're talking about baseball programs in the TVC. Uh, so, you know, you take a couple of the top hockey teams, uh, one of the players in the Ohio and Megs, you put them all in one team, you have a real formidable, formidable foe. So uh, that'll be interesting tomorrow night. And, of course, with Athens, though, <clears throat> uh, they might be at a little bit of a disadvantage because they're going all Athens players. Uh, so you're going to have that dynamic where one team is basically all from one high school playing another team that's probably going to have players from multiple high schools. So. That'll even the playing field a little bit. I think Athens, if we would have went into the high school season, would have beaten everybody on their schedule in league play. They were that good. But will they be as good with those teams, uh, or that team like in particular Meg, with players from other schools on it? it 
kind of balances it out a little bit. So I think it'll be a really good game tomorrow night. I think they come back and they're going to play each other again Thursday, too. So uh, it should be pretty fun there for about three days. should be a couple of really good games. Yeah, Troy, I got a question for you. Uh, obviously, you're used to covering baseball in this area, the high school teams and things like that. But obviously, these guys didn't have a season, and we don't know exactly how uh, how extensive practices have been leading up to this. How long do you think it's going to take these guys to really, you know, kind of get back into a groove of, uh, you know, every day playing baseball? Mm, man, that's a good question. I really wasn't even thinking about it until you just asked because right. I was just concentrating on, all right, here we go, baseball season. But you're right, they haven't even played. One thing is, is weather plays into it. It's going to be hot out, and so I think arms will be loose. I think whoever's pitching, even though they haven't pitched all year, I think the heat of the day uh, will help them. Uh, it'll be different than when we start out in March, I guess is my point, or April when it's cold out. You know, baseball players don't like to play. I didn't like to play when it was cold. You know, you're stiff. It's going to be 90 degrees tomorrow. I think that's going to help a little bit, but going to be a lot of miscues, probably some errors. Uh, pitchers might struggle a little bit to find the strike zone. But I think it's definitely better than what we'd see at the beginning of the season in April with, with high school players because just based on the weather, they've gotten out, they practice a little bit, but Athens was really kind of um, in a bad position because they didn't have a field. I mean, these guys have been out in an actual, like, field field, not a baseball field, trying to do things. They, did, they couldn't practice on their high school field. They couldn't practice at Dalton. So they're going to be really struggling in that department. I they, you know, they're probably going to have five or six errors tomorrow. How could you not? You haven't even been taking ground balls. So that's going to be interesting, and it's a good point. And, Troy, you said, you know, Athens you know, didn't have a field, but have they settled on a home field yet? Because I believe that Thursday game has changed from at Meg's to home for Athens. So there, there has well, to be some kind of field, right? Yeah, well, no, they're still in limbo. Uh, we're, we're hoping it's a home, but uh, today the Sandlot announced that they're going to not open their fields for little leaguers, uh, which was very disappointing. That's been our pipeline for Athens for I don't know how long. That's how we're better than everybody is we have, you know, 100 kids that play baseball every year, every summer down at the Sandlot Fields. They come out today and announced that they were not going to be playing. and But that's one of the fields that Athens was banking on playing on. As, as far as the high school field, they've been working hard on it. It's ready to play. But uh, there's some hang-ups with insurance and permission from some people. So it's not a done deal. Um, actually, I was supposed to find out today, and nobody texted me, so obviously they don't even know yet. We're hoping, uh, but I'm pretty sure if they don't play at home Thursday, they'll go back down to Meg. So they're going to play two games, whether one is ho- whether it's a home-and-home home or both down there is the question. Uh, Troy, I'm sure you've seen the roster. You know uh, that this that uh, Coach Alonis has put together for this team. Uh, who are a couple guys you you know are kind of expecting to have a big summer for Athens this year? Well, they're all they're all they're all good. That's why we were so excited about the spring. I mean, we we were pretty much penciling in our plans to be at the regionals. Uh, Athens was that good, and then not only that, they brought back two players that wouldn't have played this year uh, with Preston Hayes and Eli Kennedy. So actually, they brought back their 2019 district championship team because Preston was. It obviously uh, the one or one B ace pitcher on the staff. So they brought back another arm. So they're all going to be good. They're all really good baseball players. Uh, strong in every position. Good pitching. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, it's one of the best teams in the area, but again, you're not playing other schools anymore. Uh, you might, and, and, you know, the way we brought back our two 2019 graduates, it's based on birthday. They're both young uh, graduating seniors of 2019. Some other teams can do that. Uh, so there, there were some really good pitchers out there that weren't going to be playing high school this year that a team can bring back, uh, like we did. So, I mean, we might go down to Meg tomorrow night and see a kid that actually graduated in 2019 throwing 84, 85 miles an hour, you know, because, uh, you know, if, you, if you're not born before January, I think, 1st or whatever it is, you can still play. Uh, so you're going to have some 19-year-olds mixed in. That's going to be a real weird dynamic, uh, but definitely fun, I think, as we play. We'll see Meg tomorrow. Obviously, we'll have a much better gauge of them on Thursday. Alexander, I don't know much about him yet. They just put their team together real quick. Uh, and then, of course, when you get into the Lancasters and the Chillicothes, they're going to be loaded. So that'll be a lot of fun. It's, it's going to be exciting. I think it'll be, it's going to be really fun for everybody to, to follow along. Yeah, so they, uh, they canceled the Marietta game that was supposed to happen on the 14th. But it, it looks like we'll have... Uh, somewhere in the ballpark of 15 to 19 games to broadcast on the station, which you know we were anticipating any games to have or yeah, for right. them to play. Yeah. So it's a great sign for you know local sports bringing back. 
how about just great thing for sports, period? I mean, usually exactly. at this time, my buddies, uh, you know, we listen to the Reds our whole lives on 970. They'd, right now, they'd be waiting on the Reds to go. And then nobody's got any, we haven't had any baseball. There's been no NBA playoffs. There's been no nothing. So for people to just kick back and, and listen to, you know, high school baseball is that's pretty cool. I mean, it's, it's just as good. Well, I don't know if it's just as good. I mean, <laughs> you're probably not going to be as good as Marty Brennan and Connor and I'm not going no, to be the Cowboys, not. so it's, it's not going to be as good. But <laughs> still, it's it's something. I think right now, I think people are would really welcome to have just something. You know, and because live sports haven't been going on, I, I've actually been worried about you, Troy. I don't know what you've been betting on all this time. Working, I just work all the time, <laughs> man. <laughs> so, alrighty, my man. I will stop by and see you in a minute to to overlook the schedule and uh, talk talk to you then. All right, see you soon, right. Troy. Thanks for calling yep. in. Troy Ball calling into the station. Of course, you know, since the pandemic hit, we'll have to get him on the, the sports fan more often. Uh, but we'll take a short break on the sports fan. On the other side, should have Brian Kerp on the line to talk a little bit about Copperheads and what they plan to do during this offseason. We promised last week that we'd try to figure out what the Copperheads are doing, and it has something to do with MLB The Show. We'll find out right after this. This is a sports fan presented by J&K Contracting. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Personnel Plus is still the one at matching qualified and reliable employees with local businesses. If you need good employees, contact Personal Plus at 740-592-3416 or drop by the Employment Options Office located in the Market on State. Personnel Plus, we are local, we are nonprofit, and we are community. Personnel Plus is the employment service of the Athens County Board of DD. You hear that word a lot in commercials, but there's one business in town whose quality and prices are unsurpassed. I'm talking about Minuteman Press on Washington Street right next door to the Donkey Cafe, uptown. You see, Minuteman Press is a hybrid. First, it's a full-service sheet-fed press where they can create great art to meet your needs that the other places are simply unable to do. And they're also a complete copy shop as well. Minuteman Press on Washington between Court and Congress, 593-7393. That's 593-7393. At Ohio Health, our patient's safety and comfort is of the utmost importance to us. That's why we're taking every measure to make our care sites as safe as possible for patient appointments. We're also offering telehealth video visits with our providers in nearly every medical specialty, from oncology and neurology to cardiology, primary care, and more. See if a video visit is right for you at ohiohealth.com telehealth. Now, for more of the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. It's the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Mills the mic alongside Joey Medor. 629 and still somewhere around 80 degrees. It's going to be a hot one, and I can't wait to see uh, what the temperature will be like tomorrow. I can't wait to see some live baseball tomorrow because uh, it's going to be warm. It's going to be a nice day. And, uh, you know, one team that we haven't really had a chance to watch the season, and that if we were still in Athens, I bet we'd go to a couple of their games of the Southeast Ohio Copperheads. You know, the uh, Copperheads did a nice job last year, especially with everything that they had to deal with in the beginning of the season. Uh, came within one game of making the postseason, and of course they have the student interns go there, work a lot of it. You know, Community-owned, student-operated was their motto last year, and one of the students and one of the you know, media Guys, the uh, the journalists on the team, Brian Kerp, joins us now. Kerp, it's good to hear from you. Haven't heard from you from a while. Oh yeah, it's been a while. Thanks for having me on, Connor. Yeah, I really appreciate you uh, you taking the time. And I, I I know you're on vacation last week, so I, I didn't mean to uh, to take away from your vacation time. But I do appreciate a quick uh, DM back uh, on, on Twitter there. <laughs> oh yeah, no problem. I'm back home in uh, Pennsylvania now. It was a great week down in Myrtle Beach. Nice, nice. And you've been kind of working during that vacation, too, right? Have you had some Copperheads uh, duties to fulfill? Yeah, we've had a few meetings with uh, our uh, media director just about some of the things we have planned for the summer. You know, obviously they won't be hitting the field at all, but we have a lot of, uh, you know, virtual things that will be fun for the fans and the community. 
and uh, Brian, uh, Joey Medor here. Uh, one of the uh, one of the main things that I've seen being pushed on social media is this kind of MLB the show season that uh, that they're putting together for the Copperheads. Could you uh, kind of explain that to everybody listening, and you know, uh, just kind of how that idea came about and how you guys are going to execute it? Oh yeah, this is uh, this is one of the things I'm really excited about. Uh, you know, like I said earlier, they can't be actually taking the field, but uh, the interns and the heads of the Copperheads came up with an idea to actually still play the Copperheads home schedule, but it will be on MLB The Show, so they've had people that created actual Copperheads jerseys on the show, and then, uh, yeah, we're going to be playing 21 games, 21 of their home games, that's their entire home schedule, and actually the first game will be this Friday at 7 o'clock, and uh, yeah, so it will be exciting, and we're actually going to, us here in the media team will actually be covering it the same way we would actually cover a uh, actual game live so we'd be doing written recaps video recaps uh the play-by-play announcer will be doing uh its own call on that so i'm actually really excited on this you know just because uh and one more thing i should add on that we're actually not using the actual player names from the team that was gonna be we're actually using donations from like community members and we're putting them on a roster and we'll be actually having community members as the players and the interns i, I don't know exactly who but there will be interns that will actually be playing the uh actually be playing all those games. So like I said, 21 games for all the home home schedule. I, yep. to, I mean, I was about to say, uh, hopefully you guys have a good player that's uh, controlling the Copperheads for these games. Otherwise, it could be a tough season on MLB The Show. Yeah, I'm really hoping so, too. You know, <laughs> Who knows? Maybe they'll win all their games. Right, 21 out. Never know. Now, are they playing against other people? Is somebody else playing MLB The Show as the other team, or is this just like a simulated opponent, and then the Copperheads are controlling their side? I'm not entirely sure on that yet, but in terms of the opponent, like the Cheds would be playing like the normal, normal uh, teams they would be playing in the league. But I'm not, I'm not entirely sure with if there's going to be one player or two players uh, on the show for the season. Right, because you know, it, for those who who don't know what MLB the Show is, it's a video game uh, on PS4. And I guess what the PS5 coming out, uh, going down video game line, but still like. Uh, MLB The Show is a, a PS4 exclusive, and it has you know, a lot of you know, different players, different options to do. I know, Joey, you got a PS4. You can explain it a little bit better than I can. Uh, but still, it should shape up to be an interesting way to continue the season that really hasn't uh, come to fruition like everybody thought it would have. Yeah, I mean, I agree. And, and uh, like I said, it, you know, obviously I signed up as an in- I, I got the position as an intern as one of the reporters and writers and, you know, obviously they won't be playing at, at Bob Wren, but I, I'm still glad I'm able to get some experience uh, doing some written articles. And we have some other things planned for the social media team this year. And, you know, I'm just glad that we're able to still give back to the Copperheads community and Southern Ohio community and still have some fun along the way and get better, What you know, as an intern. And yeah. you know, th- this will be on uh, YouTube, right, that you can see the, uh, the Copperheads do this simulated season? Yeah, they will be live-streamed on YouTube. Like I said, the first game is uh, this Friday the 12th, and it will the uh, uh, first pitch for that will be 7.05. It's actually their opening night, so it will be pretty cool. And wonder, you know, I don't know yet. We'll have some meetings this week. I wonder if there's going to be any uh, exciting opening day festivities like, like <laughs> normal. Right. I, who knows? They could try something. I, I see uh, Homer still, you know, Prancing around Athens and, and keeping content alive. <laughs> yeah, Brian, can you tell us who who has been Homer this year? Because it's been one of the more active Homers I've ever seen on social media. I think it's been assistant GM CJ Hurley. Ah, nice. <laughs> there you go. You know, Homer showed up at a few of our meetings uh, this season <laughs> on over uh, Microsoft Teams and Zoom. Homer has made a few appearances. Now, who is going to be doing the play-by-play? Because we really haven't met the media team as you really would have at this point in the season. Because normally you would have you know, you get to go online, you get to see the picture, mm-hmm. the name of the, the uh, all the, the student interns and, and people, you know, working for the Copperheads this summer. So who will be doing the play-by-play? Uh, Samantha Garcia. I think she did a few things uh, with uh, Ohio Athletics this past year, and I've seen some of her stuff. She's pretty good at it, so I'm looking forward to seeing what she can do as a play-by-play for, for the Cheds. Obviously, it'll be a little bit of a different spin to it. And it'll be, you know, being online rather than being up in the press box calling the game. I mean, you know, I've done a few games play-by-play back in high school, and I know, you know, can't be, it's not that difficult just kind of seeing the action and making the play, you know. That's one thing, you know, I know you all have done that as well. One thing you 
learn as a play-by-play person is just to, uh, you know, practice on TV or whatever. Yeah, and how will she, is she going to be calling the game as she sees it through YouTube and then add her audio that way? Or do you know how you know, she's actually calling this game? Is she the one playing the game? Or is there like a more intricate way that they're able to do this? Uh, so they will be doing, they'll actually be playing the game and then they'll be sending it to one of us, like on a media team, we'll be actually editing it and like Adobe Premiere or whatever, we'll be editing it to make it look clean and whatever and put uh, advertisements in and uh, fun inning break stuff and then we'll send it to Sam and she'll do her call like a day before if not the day of and then everything will be pieced together and then they'll put that on YouTube the night of the game. Alright, so this is going to be kind of done you know, kind of taking the curtain away from, from behind the scenes here. I, I like the behind the scenes stuff uh, so it, it's really a lot of work beforehand to, to make this product come come to life. Yeah, this has been something we've been planning since we officially got word that the uh, season was canceled. You know, we all wanted to still be interns and still get that experience, but obviously not in person, and we're just glad that the idea came up of just do MLB the show. It'll be creative, it'll be fun, and it's also going to involve the community members as players. Yeah, well, Brian, it sounds like you guys have kind of... Uh, quite a plan lined up for the summer and uh, I can't wait to get to uh, watch these games and it'll be the show and see all the other great work I know uh, some of the few other people on the media staff this year and I'm excited to see what you guys can produce hey thanks Joey and, and uh, you know, I really appreciate you taking the time hope to hear from you soon I know you'll be covering a lot of stuff for uh, WOUB too and hopefully when Bobcat Athletics come back you know, we'll get your insight on them as well alright yeah I'm looking forward to it thanks Connor yep once again, it's Brian Kerp, a media member of the Southern Ohio Copperheads. We'll take a short break on the sports fan and then uh, break down, see what else is going on in the world of sports. This is a sportsman on 970 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H. In today's world, the last thing you need is a broken cell phone. If you've got equipment in need of repair, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair is here to help. Athens Electronic Repair services all brands of electronics, cell phones, tablets, game systems, and more. Plus, during the health crisis, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair offers home pickup and delivery and a contact-free drop-off kiosk outside the store. Don't work from home with a busted computer? Call Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair at 740-590-1677 or visit the shop at 386 Richland. Avenue, Athens. If you see news happening, call 740-205-8615. That's 740-205-8615. It could win you $50 in gift certificates from Airclaws, the Athens Area Chamber of Commerce, and the station that's first with news in Southeast Ohio, 970 WATH. This is the Sports Fan. On 970 WATH. And the sports fan right here on 970 WATH, presented by JK Contracting. Still 84 degrees out. And it's hot. But thankfully, we're inside. Not until tomorrow. Athens baseball resumes tomorrow. And I uh, can't wait for that. And can't wait to see, I guess, what the Copperheads are, are putting together. And it seems like there's a lot of work that is going on behind the scenes. Uh, as they you know, put this virtual season together, uh, and I, I guess it makes the most sense. You know, you have one person play the game and record it. You send it to other people to edit it because we talked about a little bit about pace of play and try to get people to, to watch it and have it quick. Uh, they put the sponsors in and everything, and then they send it to, uh, I guess, their play-by-play broadcaster, Samantha Garcia, who also does the Ohio Hockey Coaches Show over on Power 105, and then Garcia will add her voice to it and then send it off, upload it, and... Uh, have it set to go live on YouTube. But it seems like the, a lot of work's going into it, and I guess without the season this year, uh, you know, these these uh, interns are, are working hard. Yeah, I, I, you know, I just see the uh, like them say something about we're going to do the season on MLB The Show on social media, and I never really thought it would be as thought out of a process as, as in the adding commercials and having play-by-play over it and stuff like that. So it's uh, really cool that they're able to put that together and I know it's kind of funny to sound, but uh, Connor, you very well know you can get uh, you can get some pretty solid reps doing play-by-play by just playing a video game and uh, calling it as uh, as it's a real play-by-play. 
Right. Now, it'll be interesting to see if she knows what the result is beforehand, if she gets to the like, ah, peak behind. Like WWE, scripted. Right, scripted. scripted finish. I don't know if you want to yeah. do scripted or if you just want it all to come natural. I'd, I'd, I'd want it. I want it all surprised. I right. wouldn't want to know at all. You know, it'd be tough. It, uh, maybe we get Sam on, on Friday. Well, we'll have tried, We'll try to have Samantha Garcia because then that'll be their first game, and then she should have everything done. Right. And uh, it's been a while since we have her on the airwaves of ATH or XDQ. Uh, so I, let's, let's try to get Garcia on and yeah. just talk about that I wanna, a little bit. I want to throw my name in the hat to be the person that plays the game. I think I can make the copper of a great season. Well, they have some bum playing. They lose all 21 <laughs> games. He's, well, he doesn't know how to play the show. You know I, I'm, I'm a seasoned veteran. Well, yeah, I said you did, you did have a, a PS4 <laughs> there that, that you did have practice with. Exactly. Uh, but I think you'd have to take the person's... I don't know who had to create I, it, because whoever know. created it, I guess, has got to be a locally on that system, right? You Is that think, how that works? I, you have to know MLB the show's a thing to probably come up with the idea. So, I don't know. It's it's the right thing. I'm just saying, Copperhead, if your guy, if you get a, you know, you have a rough start to the season, you need someone to sub in. I, I'll come out of the bullpen, finish out the season on MLB the show for you. I'll take it to the promised land. Yeah, maybe. And why don't you start your own show? I mean, you could you could live stream <laughs> it that way too. Try you to could be like the uh, coach. Try Doug to go or, against them. Yeah, be be uh, Coach Doug's of uh, MLB. He lost. Did you see that? I yeah Big I Cat. saw that. If uh you those of you who maybe not don't follow this on Twitter, but uh Big Cat is a bar to barstool sports personality and he's been playing the old college football game on the Xbox three sixty. Two K fourteen, NCA two K fourteen or not two K, just uh, it's EA Sports, so oh, it's NCA fourteen. Yeah, yeah, okay. But um and he was uh, coaching Tennessee, and he finally got to a national championship game. And uh, I think I saw he threw like six pick sixes or something in the game. Well, I, uh, the thing that I saw, and that was ending. pretty cool, uh, Virginia Tech then put that on their records. Yeah, right. They, they went online and said, you know, the BCS, uh, <laughs> you know, virtual barstool sports tournament or whatever it was, uh, however they champs. labeled it. But they, they called it a national championship. <laughs> and uh, I just think it's the funniest thing. You know? I mean, Virginia Tech just happened to be there by circumstance, you know, and uh, they, they really had nothing to do with Duggerton playing this game. Or uh, what, what's his name? Bar, Barstool Big, Big Cat. Cat. Yep. Yeah, that, that, that's what it is on Twitter. But I just found that funny, you know, because uh, just like any any other day, I know a couple people have been playing the uh, NCAA 13 version and having the Bobcats and playing as them and. I think somebody was like eight-time national championship. Now, I can't say that the, the difficulty was too hard there. Uh, you know, he might have been winning in first couple years with maybe one or two-star recruits because, you know, they try to start you out low, and then you try to build up the recruits and get up to those five stars and meet some goals. Uh, but that that's your little video game insider uh, on NCAA and uh, MLB 2K20. Um but those are things that people have been doing sports-wise. Now they've, they've turned it virtual sports uh, during the past two months. You know, it, it's become you know the most streamed thing online right now with the uh, NCAA um, 14, with, with that uh, college football game. The, the, pr- the price of NCAA 14 right now is like on eBay like 200 bucks or something. And That's it, how much people have been playing it over this quarantine. It started at 60, 60 bucks, When it was right? first released, yeah. I'm yeah. sure, though since, I mean, the game came out in 2014. They haven't been allowed to have college football games in that long. So I'm sure for a while, you probably get it for 15, 20 bucks. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's, uh... Now yeah. it's up to 200. All because of a quarantine. Everybody's playing it. Can't believe it. Yeah. Price of a video game skyrockets to 200. On an old system. <laughs> Might I had Xbox True. 360. Yeah, the, the, uh, he had to break out the old Xbox 360. I don't know, he found it in a closet, he found it in the attic somewhere. Uh, basement but somewhere he uh, he stored away and, and put it away for uh, for a certain period of time. Uh, phone lines are open at 740-592-6646. We're getting ready for Athens baseball tomorrow. It'll be a pregame at 5.50, 6 o'clock, uh, slated for the start of the game. It'll be Megs and Athens uh, tomorrow, again, 6 o'clock, uh, right here on 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. Uh, what's going on in the world of sports right now? Fury Wilder by the end of the year. Uh, round three, uh, promoter says the U.S. promoter for Tyson Fury is hoping to stage a third heavyweight fight between the British boxer and Deontay Wilder by the end of the year and potentially in the Chinese enclave of Maku. Uh, Bob Arum tells the Associated Press that Fury owns Wilder, a third fight after claiming the WBC belts off the American with a seventh round stoppage in February. Only then would Fury turn his attention to an all-British fight with WBA, IBF, and WBO title holder 
Anthony Joshua in early 2021. Joshua was also, uh, also set to fight this year against mandatory IBF challenger Kubrat Pulev. Uh, but boxing, one of the first sports that came back after the uh, you know, one of the first sports to come back after this quarantine and things uh, restrictions loosening up, um, starting to build up a big big uh, fight schedule towards the end of the year. Yeah, I don't know if uh, you can get quite the draw for uh, a few a uh, third fight between Fury and Wilder because I mean. Most people think uh, most people think uh, Tyson Fury is the far better boxer than Deontay Wilder. I think he's definitely showed that in the second fight. He just crushed him for seven rounds till a stoppage. In the first fight, I believe Wilder only got the victory because he got that one late knockdown, and it was questionable whether Fury got up or not in time. But in both the fights, I don't know. The, the second fight just seems so convincing that it really doesn't look like Wilder would even have a shot with Fury. It looks like he's just that that much ahead of him in levels of boxing, but perhaps, I, you know, this would definitely be the last one. Do you no remember what. the shape that uh, that Tyson Fury was really in? Yeah. Getting Incredible. into, he had to get into shape there. Right. You and know? then Fury had, uh, remember the story came out afterwards that Fury, uh, his like 50 pound ring gear, whatever they wore, was was too much for him. Right, and uh, with, uh, with boxing, and I guess the next biggest story was that Conor McGregor really, you know, Four years, past four years, I think he's retired three times. Uh, so it, it's McGregor comes back, he goes out. Uh, he had a nice uh, beat the Cowboy back in uh, what was it, beginning of the year or something like yeah, that. Yeah, thirty-six, thirty-six second fight. Yeah, thirty-six second fight. McGregor could still fight. I think he's only about thirty-one years old, uh, still at the top of his game. But he says that he doesn't like what the game is around right now. Uh, so he has no real, you know. It doesn't have any motivation, especially if there's not going to be any fans in the seats. Yeah, it's interesting that it, retirement's the word because, I mean, he's not retired. Does anyone actually believe Conor McGregor's never going to fight again? Maybe right now he really is bored of the sport at the moment, and he's taking some time away because he doesn't want to fight when there's no fans, and that's completely his prerogative. Um, but just to believe, I mean, after uh, Justin Gaethje beat Tony Ferguson uh, to win the lightweight interim belt or whatever, um, McGregor started calling out every single UFC lightweight that uh, that he was better than all of them. He said he was going to beat Khabib, even though Khabib mauled them the first time they faced each other. He said he could beat Gage, he beat Ferguson, all of them. And then at the very next big UFC event that they hold, he released a tweet that he's retiring. It's just interesting. Then he also had the thing where he was supposed to box Oscar De La Hoya and all these other things. So it's, it's just interesting for him to all of a sudden step out when it seemed like he was just starting to uh, kind of forge all these future fights that he had in, in front of him. Because it really seemed like he was determined to prove that he was the best uh, lightweight fighter in the UFC and you know maybe cement his legacy as one of the best lightweight fighters of all time. Well, I also like to see that uh, Floyd Mayweather Jr. actually reached out to him and said, listen, I, I thought you were still in the game, and uh, I, I think Mayweather still wanted to fight him a second time too. Uh, maybe Floyd's run out of money again. He needs another uh, another big fight. <laughs> well, Floyd's is he? Uh, he's got to be late thirties, right? Oh, he, no, he's uh, he, he, he's in his forties now. I think. I don't know. This uh, whatever is he at fifty one wins or is he at directly uh, fifty wins? Because he whatever it is, it's fifty no fifty one or no. Uh, I, I forget what he has. I, I think you're looking it up right now. But you know, for Floyd Mayweather Jr., he should just stay like he's still good. Don't get me wrong, and he's entertaining. Uh, but yeah, if I were him, you know, I'd like a nice 50-0. I wouldn't want to put it on the line again. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, and it is 50-0. You were right. Yeah. It's a nice even. It's 50-0. Yeah, it's perfect right there. I mean, 51-0, still fine. But still, like, I'd, if I were him, I'd, I'd want to keep it at 50. I don't think Mayweather's worried about losing to Conor McGregor in a boxing match. That's, that, that's the thing. Well, McGregor lasted to the seventh round. Uh, the first time, I think it went to like the ninth round. Ninth round, but I mean, it was never really. I mean, Connor got a couple shots in, but it's just at the beginning. The only chance that people gave Connor was if if he could just people that said, but if he catches him, it's over. But well, yeah, well, professional boxers for years haven't been able to catch Floyd Mayweather. He's never been knocked out. He's undefeated. So right. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just don't think. Uh, and Floyd is probably the best defensive boxer ever, and you could argue he's the greatest boxer ever. I mean, he's fifty and zero. You know that the, the record's there. So, I, you know, I think he would probably go again. But, yeah, McGregor retiring is definitely interesting. Um, I don't think he's done. I think this could just be a, a whole 
a whole kind of you know publicity thing to I retired again, but now he's going to come back at some point. He's probably just waiting till he can get Khabib or Gaethje again. He wants a title fight. Let's be honest. Right. I think the problem that he's I think the real issue right now is they're lining up a Khabib and Justin Gaethje fight because uh, Khabib's the champ, Gaethje's the interim champ. They wanted to, they want to get rid of an interim champ and have one champ. And I think Connor is under the mindset of if I'm coming back, I'm fighting for the title. Whereas it seemed like they were going to probably line him up with uh, someone like Tony Ferguson to see whoever won that fight would take on the winner of the Khabib and Justin Gaethje fight. Right, and I think I think Dana White made a statement and said, "Listen, McGregor is still next in line to get this title. You know, regardless that he he retired or not. Uh, all right, so he retires for a couple months and then comes back. Uh, right. I don't know. If you're not fighting for an extended period of time, do you call that a retirement? Exactly. That, that's what it seems like. I'm fighting, right? I mean, because uh, a couple pay-per-views ago, uh, oh, who was the guy that retired? I can't think off the top of my head. But, yeah, this happens all the time. Like, uh, guys like Anderson Silva, you hear him every other year. It's like, oh, he's going to come back. If They were talking about Anderson Silva and uh, McGregor fighting. These yeah. guys always come back for, you know, just kind of one fight, and then they're retired again. But, uh, yeah, Dana has a, Dana, Dana White's shown that he's not afraid to launch a guy right back into the title picture after being gone for a few years. If they were at that level when they left the sport, he has no problem throwing him right into the mix again. And th- there's not a doubt in my mind that McGregor's not working out. You know, he's still got to be in shape. He's still got to be prepared for a title fight when I think he'll, he will come back. You know, th- this retirement I don't think will be prolonged by any means. Yeah, I feel like a lot of what is... Uh, annoying him is there's been a lot of fights being that just continue to get pushed back due to uh you know different some guys don't want to come back and fight like uh there would be a lot of people waiting for uh daniel cormier and stipe miocic to fight uh, for the heavyweight title but stipe miocic is a firefighter and you know doesn't know if he wants to take time away from that because obviously that's very important service especially at the moment with uh all the corona stuff going on but, uh, yeah, it seems like a lot of fights are kind of being pushed back in the, in the UFC right now and things like that. And it seems like that's why McGregor, I think McGregor just wants to get to the title sooner than later. And right now, the division doesn't really line up for him to have a title fight in the near future. So and that's why he stepped away. Yeah, he's, he's just going to step away until that, that clear path to the title fight is right in front of him, basically, right? I, I, I'd ha- yeah, I'd have to agree. Because, I mean... You're not going to give him a fight with Khabib. What has he done to earn it? Sure, he knocked out Donald Cerrone in 36 seconds. But, I mean, Khabib's the best, one of the best pound-for-pound fighters in the UFC right now, and he absolutely mauled him the last time. And, I mean, you can't not give Justin Gaethje a title fight. He just beat the interim champ and stopped him at that. So, Exactly. And, I'm, and uh, also going on, let's start with the NBA here. Uh, we'll go quick on these as we got about seven minutes remaining in the sports fan. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge will miss the remainder of San Antonio's season while he recovers from surgery on his right shoulder. It's a blow to the Spurs' hopes of extending their streak of playoff appearances. Aldridge had surgery on April 24th, stemming from an injury. The Spurs said the seven-time All-Star suffered in a game at Utah on February 21st. He played two more games after getting hurt, including one in which he scored 24 points in San Antonio's win over Dallas. The Spurs have been to the playoffs in 22 consecutive seasons, uh, matching the longest streak in NBA history. Uh, so, again, we talked about how athletes may or may not come back. Athletes may be healthy, may be not healthy. Uh, and this one goes against the San, uh, San Antonio Spurs as they go closer and closer to that July 31st restart date. Yeah, it makes you wonder why uh, why would choose... You know, maybe Aldrich thought there wouldn't be a season. Uh, why would you choose over that period of time to decide to have a, sh- a shoulder surgery? I guess maybe he didn't think they'd come back to play, and maybe if they were, he didn't expect the Spurs. Because, I mean, the Spurs are not one of the top eight teams in the West right now. They didn't have a locked-in playoff spot. So perhaps he uh, he assumed that, uh, you know, he was kind of done this season, and maybe the Spurs wouldn't were done, and yeah, that's a big blow to him. But the Spurs are kind of on the outside looking in right now when it comes to making a run at the postseason anyway. And... Uh, I mean that uh, we talk about dynasties in our lifetime. The Spurs are right up there with the with the New England Patriots. There they are. You know, Greg Popovich is, has been a great coach over a lot of uh, well, twenty-two seasons. You know, when you make the playoffs that consistent uh, over that extended period of time, you know, that, that's when you know that you really had a uh, a special team there. Uh, let's go quick. We'll hit on uh, Ken Riley, former NFL star and Florida A&M coach, has died at the age of seventy-two. 
Ken Riley, the former Cincinnati Bengals standout who was head coach and athletic director at Alma Mater, Florida A&M, died Sunday. He was 72. The school announced the death, saying Riley died in Bartow. Cause of death was not released. Riley played 15 seasons for the Bengals as a defensive back with 65 career interceptions, fifth in NFL history for 596 yards and five touchdowns. All franchise records. He recovered 18 fumbles uh, before his NFL career. Riley was a four-year starter at quarterback for the Rattlers. Uh, so uh, Cincinnati loses a, a legend there in Ken Riley. Uh, and the other news, Green Bay hires former Ohio University assistant Will Ryan uh, the son of ex-Badgers coach Bo Ryan. Uh, so Green Bay is turning its basketball program over to Will Ryan. He is the son of former Wisconsin coach Bo Ryan. Athletic Director Charles Guthrie announced Sunday that the school and Ryan have agreed to a deal in principle. Uh, the two sides are still working out final contract details. A 41-year-old Ryan comes to Green Bay after posting a 14-13 and record in his lone season as the head coach of Division II program Wheeling. Uh, that's in West Virginia. He previously worked as an assistant at Ohio from 2014 to 19 and North Dakota State from 2007 to 2014. He was assistant under Saul Phillips, and now he had his shot as a head basketball coach at Green Bay. That's interesting, isn't it? You'd have to assume, uh, <laughs> obviously, Bo Ryan, legendary coach for Wisconsin. Um, you'd have to assume if uh, he does a good job at Green Bay, uh, that job's going to be waiting for him at some point. You think so? Same state. I know it's 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 it's, it's interesting. Uh, how do you go fourteen and thirteen to D two coach, and then get a D one job? Of course, the mid major at Green Bay. But well, I mean, you'd also have to compare it to what they did last year. You know, they might have been Owen seventeen or Owen twenty uh, something. You know, I mean, if you have the improvement, if you got the right guys in there, and you, you still improved as a coach, you know, the win loss record might not matter. Especially, you know, I know I I throw a baseball reference out there, but. You know, Cy Young Award win loss is becoming devalued. Yeah, you know, win loss as a coach, yes, it might be the end all. Yes, you got to win games, but if your team improved from year one to year two, he was only there a year. I'm just saying. Do you think a D2 coach who is not Bo Ryan's son gets a D1 job after going 14 and 13 one year? But again, you know, how, how, <laughs> no, no, that's the question. No, listen, it all depends on how good he did in that year. I can't sit here and say, listen, you know, uh, Ryan, Will Ryan. You know, does or does not deserve the job. I just think, you know, if he put a team that was under 500 and made him a game above 500, then I think he did a good job. If he went from, all right, maybe they were 10 games above 500 and now they're just one game above 500, well, then I might question the move. But I can't sit here and say, yes, of course I think it's a great move, or no, i got to question the move, you know, because I don't know about uh, about Wheeling. But I do know that he did a, a good job under Saul Phillips, you know, assisting the, the Bobcats for the past uh, you know, from 14 to 19, five years. So, is what it is. You know, we'll, we'll see what uh, Will Ryan is able to do as the assistant coach over at Green Bay. Uh, always good to see a former Bobcat getting a head coaching job. And it'll be interesting to see how you know, Jeff Bowles performs in year number two, especially we couldn't really judge how year number one ended because of, you know, the pandemic. They were on their way in the postseason. I thought the Bobcats could have been a, a dark horse team, but we'll never know. We'll have to see and wait for next season. That about does it for the sports fan here on this 8th day of June. CBS News at the top of the hour uh, comes next. For Joey Medora, this is Connor Mills signing off. Sports fan will return on Friday. Athens baseball starting at 5.50 tomorrow. We'll go from Sky Hope and Classic Caravan right into Bulldog baseball starting at 5.50. Can't wait. Thanks for joining us on the Sportsman presented by Jenkins.